This is a Financial Coconut Podcast, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network. My name is Rakesh, and together with Anthony, we scour the net to find worthy financial news and derive insights for all you coconuts. We are part-time investors with an intense full-time career. If we can do it, you can too. So join us every Wednesday for TFC's Weekly Market Updates. Hello, Coconuts. Welcome to another weekly episode where we scour the net to find worthy financial news for you. This week, three stories. We're going to start off with chips again, NVIDIA earnings, and then a little flip side on there with Intel earnings. And we're going to end off in China with Baba. It is earnings season. We're definitely going to bring you some good news here. Maybe some bad news. Really how you want to, to take a look at that. I think one point is we are looking outside of Singapore now. We want to inform you guys. Please let us know on the Telegram group if you want something a bit more local. For example, you know, REITs, shipping companies, DBS. What we've been doing over the last couple, we've noticed that that's something that you guys want to listen to. So we're more than happy to do that. A quick note on Telegram group and we'll change it up accordingly. Until then, let's get to it with these three stories. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Coconuts. Welcome back to another weekly episode with me, Rakesh. And Anthony. On the 28th of February, last day of the month. Yeah, and short month. I think we are on, yes, short month. Um, We are on episode number 80, I think, of Market Updates. We've oh, been doing wow. this for too long, man. <laughs> <laughs> really quite long, really quite long. Speaking of which, um, I'm finding it hard to talk, actually. I've been yelling a bit. Is it sounding okay, Anthony? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you still sound calm. Don't don't yell at us. I mean, we have, we have some earnings calls today. You know, it's it's okay. It's not that bad. They, they'll come back and do better next time. Yes, yes, yes. Very funny. I felt like the guy yelling. You know, you know how in Wall Street olden days you used to see people yelling at the screen when I was a kid, and then I never know why they were yelling at the screen. Yeah, now we know. <laughs> now we know why. <laughs> I mean, I, I I yell at the screen every day. I, I shake my fist at the screen. I, I, I try not to throw my laptop around because cannot replace. Yeah. <laughs> they still need to do work. Now it cannot be very bad. Cannot anyhow change jobs. So, you know, um, it, it is what it is. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Coconuts, welcome back. We have three stories as usual. This week, we're going to touch on NVIDIA, Intel, and Alibaba. We decided to go with chips All and right. well, Babala, got to do something Asian mm, and sesame. <laughs> Actually, on that note, coconuts, please let us know about this. We have seen some traction along local stocks around REITs, Shengxiong, you know, maybe others there. More than happy to do more of those content. Please let us know in our Telegram group if that's what you'd like. That would be great. Um, we'll make sure that this segment will also focus a bit more on cause some closer to home stuff. Lah. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, what Capital fell twenty five percent this. Weekend this, oh, this week, right? Uh, twenty five percent idea or something. Yeah. Um, it was quite like it's 
it's expected, you know, it was all known, but you see the figure get shocked. La. And and if you don't read the news, you also get a bit surprised. So I mean mm-hmm. we are happy to talk about things like that if we if there's interest. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, I mean we are here for it's always fun, so we should always talk about <laughs> Nvidia. <laughs> true. True. We can start with that. But we are here for you guys. If you want us to change content, anything, let us know. Don't worry about us. We have our day jobs, but it is more important, huh? For you. Uh, and I mean, you can talk about anything, lah. It's just sit here. It, it's not for entertainment, right? Not not actually following our advice. So yes, <laughs> we get to prediction time later. Then we see. Uh, okay, okay, can can we try? We try. I think on this week of prediction, my cri- it's hey. raining now. My crystal ball quite clear. Oh wow, wow, Ty. It's been raining the whole bloody week, man. It's quite yeah, bad. It's terrible. I I went on a Sentosa vacation like this week. Generally, right. Yeah, I, I hope it clears up. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. Um, all right. Uh, Anthony, take us away with Nvidia. All right, Nvidia. I mean, you know, um, they well, Nvidia. Everybody knows, right? We, we have talked about it again and again and again for many, many months now. And I think they th- this was the, a call where they really, really jumped on the AI hype train. Right, and and they said, Oh, we can do AI as a service. So you have IAS, oh. PAS, and now you have AIAS, right? Like, <laughs> too, too, too many too many vowels. Too many um, S's. Um, too, too many A's. <laughs> Uh, we are, we are not all Asians, right? Uh, not not all A students. But yes. But anyway, back to their earnings. You no, know, I think that the numbers wise they did okay. Ish, um, all slightly above expectations. Revenue was six point oh five billion, so that's actually twenty one percent down from the last year. Um, but you know, in, in context, it's, it's not too bad. Um, they they still expect a, a bit of growth next quarter to like six point five billion, and just for more context, the first time Nvidia had a, a quarterly revenue above five billion was only in twenty twenty one. Right, so so uh-huh. even if you ignore twenty twenty two, we they've had thirty plus percent growth in a year and a half, two years, less than two yeah. years. Wow. So you know it's it's and and this is a slowdown. So hey, this is not bad lah, right? Um, mm. obviously still massively profitable. Profit was one point four billion. So you know even their profit margin is like twenty plus thirty thirty odd percent, which is great. Um, if you want to dive a bit deeper, you know. I think the clear drag on their growth was gaming and then CPUs, which has been telegraphed for like the last few quarters as well. It was down forty six percent. Okay, wow. And that that's and we'll we'll talk about that later with with Intel and you know personal computing as well. I think. Mm. Um, but you know, unlike Intel, they have their data center portion, which yeah. is going gangbusters. Their yeah. automotive um portion, so they've been selling chips to cars, has also been growing like. Like I think it grew like fifty percent year year or something, so so it's only at two hundred million, you know, two three hundred million, relatively small contributor, but it, it's becoming a sizable pie, lah. So, you know, I think there it's there is, well. yeah, it, it's growing well. Data center is going really really well. It's as big as their gaming portion now. So one fell a lot, one rose quite a bit. So so they are about equal now, and I think that the trend is that you know from next quarter. Data center will overtake gaming, and that that will be the you know core contributor of their revenue, which we kind of predicted like 
nine months ago. So, mm. Ray, we did you know, we did say that actually with data centers. Remember, we did say that right? Like the the mm. future is not gaming. The future is data centers, and tada! It did not take that long to play out. <laughs> Fair enough. And correct me, are they also building out chips for cars or anything like that? Like EVs or yeah. So so they sense. do sell chips for cars. Um, not so much like you know how to control your doors and and like your aircon or that sort of thing. But I, I think more too mm. closer to the OS and and the more advanced portions of it. Um, so right. I think as part of their course, they they signed a deal with Mercedes to provide the the essentially the the central nervous system for the car. So. Oh, uh, sensors and all that. I, I think where but yeah, and you know, people kind of say uh Tesla is a tech company, is a car company because you know they, they have kind of reimagined the car and, and everything is so connected now within the car, right? Uh, you know, yes. I think the the legacy automotive makers are, are kind of catching up to the idea, right? Which is why, mm-hmm. you know, NVIDIA is just going, Oh, hooray, you know, I have a new market to tap into now. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Wow. Yeah, but so I mean, doing it, it will. Yeah, they, they're doing not bad. Um, the car portion will take a long, long while, yeah. I think, before it becomes really, really substantial. I mean, right now it is still at five percent of revenue, slightly less than that. So you know, it's not. I mean, it's a contributor. It's it's a good contributor, but it's not going to be like you know, they're they're not going to be an AI car company, a car AI chip company in, in the next three years, right? That's just true. Not going to but they're going to be a data center chip company in like three years. <laughs> they are a data center chip company yeah, or, or a GPU or a data center GPU <laughs> chip company, you know, unlike AMD, which is uh, also a data center chip company, but more on the CPU side. Mm, yeah. Cool. Well, that's not bad. I think this one is... um. Something to watch. We have been watching it since what nine, nine, ten, one year ago. Anthony, I think we were starting yeah, to talk pro- about this. Probably. With, yeah. with, yeah. I mean, it's been quite a ride. I've had the, yeah. I mean, I, I bought it a year ago. Then they went down, buy some more, come up, mm. sell some more. You know, it's 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 a roller coaster. Yeah. Quite fun. I think it's it, it's been up what 80 percent since its lows last year. So wow. <laughs> you know, if, if when yeah, you catch near that model. <laughs> up to today it's been good um, of course if you caught the top in 2021 it's not so still good still not but, quite there know, yet yeah. Um, yeah still still not quite there yet nice. but yes um, actually I wanted to talk a bit more about AI yeah because please. everybody's so, talking about AI right tell us about this so AI AAS yeah so AI AAS is um, I, I think they are really trying to capitalize on this. Um, when when people were talking about like, you know, chat GPT, um, the rise of large language models, and, and we talked about it a bit as well um, about a month back, right? When when chat GPT was kind of oh it still is out of rage, but but when it was new, you know, I, I think people were getting very concerned or, or very well well thinking about well you know where does all this computing power come from and, and therefore who will be the winner and and i think in the episode we talked a bit more about well you know what's the business model for chat gpt right that hey you know one of the early winners of, of this whole you know shift to ai and chatbots thing is, is really nvidia because their chips at least are the most commonly used and the most powerful um for AI model training, 
and for and I mean essentially, you know, they they are the most powerful GPUs that you can have, which are the the workhorses for you know training these models, right, and and running the simulations. So that's led to I think a, a greater demand for for their chips, right? And and mm-hmm. if people think that this is the next big thing, if everybody's going to invest in AI and you know these sort of models, what really happens is that the need for compute and the need for chips will increase quite exponentially. And that's where the anticipation is that NVIDIA will you know, profit. Right? And, and then now they, they'll come and say, oh, besides that, right? Besides that, we we as NVIDIA also want to sell AI services directly to companies through, through cloud, cloud platforms. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll sell you access to our supercomputers. You know, we'll, we'll train some AI models ourselves. We'll, we'll sell you access to those models. And, like and this will all generate basis, revenue yeah, for me. Wow. Yeah. So, so it's a bit like, you know, um, CUDA Mark II, right? So, so NVIDIA has this, essentially, I think, compiling software called, called CUDA, which everybody develops on, and, and that runs their, you know, traditional GPUs. And, and that's a bit of their moat mm. because developers are, are used to it. This just takes it to a different context in, you know, the, the AI world, right? Where, where they are really finding products that, they they might be able to to sell and leverage on, you know, as the the hype continues. Hmm. This is this is interesting. I mean, AI AAS. I mean, the first time I'm hearing about it, by the way, Anthony. So thanks for bringing yeah. this up. I, I think they they invented it. So <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I mean, technically, you can even argue ChatGPT is AI AAS because you can type in something and they can write an uh, essay for you. They can write some code for yeah. you. Technically, yeah, it's but a I guess like, you're just not paying for it. Not- it's not B two B, right? I yeah. mean, you, you well, have it technically now. is. Yeah. It could be. <laughs> it, it could be, and, and I think that there is a B two B element of, of ChatGPT now and, and OpenAI, mm. right? Like like their partnership with Bing is is yeah. probably you know revenue generating in a sense, and and therefore B two B, right? So so yeah, you know, I, I think you're right. Um, and and that that was one of the possible models for OpenAI, right? They did just license their their ChatGPT model out to you know third parties who will then build either UI UX on top of it or they'll just kind of refine it or, or limit it to the use cases that they want. Yeah, exactly. So, so you know, I think that that is ostensibly AI AAS. I think um, where NVIDIA is coming from is maybe a bit more of a foundational level, right? So instead of just using, you know, ChatGPT um, 3.5 now, I think you, you have access to different models who presumably want to do different things. I don't mm. know, right? It, it, um, it's one of those things where you they garner a lot of headlines, but what what exactly are they selling? I think it's is yet to really be disclosed. Got it. Yeah. And I think that's uh maybe that's where they are scalable element. That's where they believe this a new revenue stream might be in five, yeah. ten years. Uh, and this yep. is what the companies want in a B2B angle. And and that's you know high margin and that's high margin business, yeah. right? Because so, you, you kind of create it and it's and you license it out for repeatedly. Mm-hmm. You know. Picks and troubles, right? Still a good play. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, as usual, we say our usual thing, which is let's see how that pans out, but that's going to be years from now. Uh, as, opposed to, <laughs> as opposed to NVIDIA with, with, with this over the next year, we can see how data yeah. centers progress. I think that's probably a good good angle to look into. Good thing is that they're not um, heavily reliant on personal gaming anymore, which which at one point, yeah. you know, the 2000s, they were massively. Yes. So, or even three years ago, I think they, they were. It mm. was like 70, 80% of their revenue. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say that's where it's a good handover to Intel 
because <laughs> Intel, <coughs> our second story, dropped quite a bit. They dropped somewhere around 30% in terms of revenue. Just pulling up my notes. Okay. There we go. 36% in terms of revenue. And it's contributed from the consumer markets and at the same time, education mm. markets, right? So schools and so on and so forth. So yep. it's really this sort of... Um, Avenue where it's one 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 track on on Intel's front when you're looking at the percentage of, of revenue that is is affecting them and they need to really look at the different angles and where else they can go into. We've seen Nvidia do this with with data centers and so on, uh, but we need Intel hey, to Intel sells data centers ship soon. I True, mean, but very good at it. Um, yes, <laughs> that's what I'm good. Um, they they compete more with AMD on the CPU side, but mm. they they are there, right? True. Actually, yes. no, sorry. They, they are dominant in data centers. I think AMD has been trying to eat their market share and it's up to like 20%. But historically, Intel owned like 90 or 95% yeah. of the data center CPU market. Yes. So, C- so yeah. Um, CPU, yes. They, uh, but they, they also, yes. AMD is also facing issues actually. So, I mean, we're not really talking yes. about that, but AMD is also facing issues at this point yes, in time. Yes, their earnings is next week. So, maybe we'll yeah. talk about them. Or, or we'll just say, oh, yeah, they, they were facing issues. We're not talking about them again. <laughs> So they, they are these are issues that they're currently facing, something around um yeah, seven point six billion in terms of consensus that they were supposed to hit and they haven't. Um and that that's quite bad. Number two is the fact that they mentioned that customers are lowered their inventory as well. So mm. that's something that the their customers are keeping less of. Um do you know much about that, Anthony, by any chance? In terms of this industry. Yeah, I mean, you know, that that was also kind of the same thing for NVIDIA gaming and, and for AMD gaming. Essentially, mm-hmm. what all, all these people are trying to do is we are, we are not going to release as many chips into the market to, to sell as we theoretically can, right? Mm-hmm. Because our, our existing retailers already have inventory. We don't want to flood the market and, and you know, destroy our own pricing because then our retailers have to like discount and all that to, to get inventory on their shelves, right? So... I, I'll help my retailers. I'll, I'll slow down my, my pace of production and my pace of passing it into the market, right? And and so my retailers don't hold as much inventory and are less pissed off at me. Mm, yeah, go. so by, by me, I, I think this is one of those things where um, AMD, AMD and NVIDIA have been, have been using the same strategy and, you know, mm. um, playing the same game as well. Yeah. Fair enough. And I think, I mean, coming back to Intel as well, one of the things for me is that they expect, or in, in the earnings call, they expect Q1 to be just as bad. They do see some mm-hmm. sort of a recovery, uh, but they said that Q1 is going to be a short-term headwind for them. However, one yeah. of the things that they mentioned, and entering the earnings call, the CFO actually came out to mention that they had to, this is his quote, rationalize investments, right? Um, mm-hmm. Don't, I mean, that's for me, there's a massive buzzword. But basically, they've had to reprioritize, right? They have to put money yep. in, in certain areas. They need to reprioritize, restructure. Um, and they still mentioned that their goal is to achieve, you know, 8 to $10 billion in 2025. Um, and they have made some something of or expected cost reductions from this restructure. Mm-hmm. It's about $3 billion in 2023, right? So they're trying to cut yep. their, their bottom line. And, and hopefully with, with Q2, Q3, Q4 bouncing back for them, they can see uh, the revenues increase. Yeah, I mean, like for personal computing, again, you know, they're, they're all singing like this <laughs> Intel, Standard NVIDIA, AMD are all singing from the same hip sheet, right? <laughs> um, Q1 2023, probably Q2 2023, we expect weakness. We want it to recover. We expect recovery like Q3, Q4. So, 
No, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I don't know where they're getting it from. Maybe, maybe not. Who, who knows, right? Um, oh, it's this, just conjecture with, la, at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they, I mean, they, they probably are better at guessing than we are. But, mm. you know, I mean, I wouldn't put too much stock in it. Right. Yeah. And, and, it's, and, and with Intel, are they looking to go into GPU side or they're happily, happily stick with their, with their CPU side and data centers and so on? Um, I think they are largely focused. I haven't really looked at Intel. Um, I, I saw that they wanted to do Foundry and I went, uh, it's okay, mm. thank you very much. Not so yeah. interested, right? Um, pure, purely because they they exited found the Foundry business for a reason. They weren't super good at it. Um, to rebuild that capacity and that knowledge and that know-how will be a very painful process um, mm. without really without it being that clear that they will succeed because obviously we have TSMC and, and Samsung who, who are the clear market leaders in this. So, you know, and, and that's going to and to build foundries and all that will despite the best interests of the best efforts of government to make it cheaper and give the subsidies will still cost billions of dollars, right? So you're going to have this huge drag on your business performance because you want to invest in this area, an area which is relatively lower margin and an area that you don't, you have historically failed at and you don't know whether it will succeed. So from there, it's like, oh, uh, I, I'm not super keen about Intel. Um, yeah. I, I know people treat it as a turnaround story. Maybe that'll work, right? Maybe they'll be really, really successful at, at being a foundry. Um, yeah. They will finally catch up with... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. AMD on the data center CPUs. I mean, they have been losing market share because they have just not been able to push up the upgrades as quickly as the market expects. They keep delaying their, their thing. Mm. So, so, I mean, this whole thing just kind of points to, oh, this is bad, right? Yeah. Like, this company isn't, isn't performing well. that well. Yeah. Right? And, and then they started firing people because, well, we need to... Re- rationalized costs. Mm. Um, I think their leadership took a pay cut instead of firing themselves. So I guess that's a good thing. I, 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 mean, <laughs> I mean, two minds about that, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean if, if you're incompetent, you should leave. You, you shouldn't. Not, not saying that they're incompetent, but if you're incompetent, you should leave and, and not just you know, give yourself a pay cut. Yeah. But it, it is what it is. So, I mean, possible. They, they can still hit their targets, right? But I, I think... You know, the, the market isn't too optimistic about it. Mm. And and I think that the last thing, I don't know if you saw this, was they cut their dividends. Yes. Yes, they did. Dividends of uh, 36 cents per share. Yeah, and, and I think they, they are rationale for this, I would guess, is just to say, oh, yeah, you know, we are, we are, good, we are making all these investments anyway, right? So we'll cut our dividends in, in terms of return to shareholders and we will invest in our business and we'll yeah. grow and, you know, it'll be better in the long run, right? And, and I think that the market just did not like that, yeah. not because they didn't, not, not because they, did, they they wanted the dividends, but I think it's just a lack of faith in the execution, mm. right? And, and, yeah. and that's the risk to me with, with Intel. That they want to do all these things, you know. They, they haven't been doing them that well historically. Mm. What has changed to 
for for people to say that they they will be able to do it well. I think that that's always a difficulty with turnaround plays, and that yeah. is you know probably the story here. And I think if you look at it, right, so we have AMD eating into the, the CPU market for Intel. Intel is also in the GPU market trying to chip away at NVIDIA, but that's not quite working, right? Um, so where where are they, right? <laughs> that's uh, other than no, consumer they, they, markets. They'll have a new foundry business by 2026. Which is still, yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah, but now until 2026, <laughs> what's going to happen? <laughs> they will continue talking about their foundry <laughs> business to 2026. Maybe 2025, right? We'll accelerate it. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, that for me that that would be the big one, right? Uh, exactly like what you said. I think it's an execution problem. It's a management problem as well. Maybe um, let's let's see if it gets dire, right? But yeah, I mean, regardless, we talk as though they're a small, more small player. They're not, right? They're massive. I mean, Absolutely they're massive. massive. Um, they are. I, I think they they are massive. I think they are, they are probably more uh, a dinosaur that anything else mm. right so, so it's, it's not like they're they are incompetent they're they are obviously very very competent people it's just maybe they haven't and and they are failing to catch up with you know everybody else who has searched ahead of them right kind of like mm. ibm or oracle like they're still huge companies right they, they, they're yeah. still doing really really well and, and printing money like nobody's business but you know i think that there's always a question of can they continue printing money or like singtel or startup <laughs> no. yeah uh, I mean, we have a lot of experiences context. here in Singapore about these dinosaur companies, last. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, we'll see. And, and and they don't have a thermostat to come in and shake them out and make no. them merge and yeah. try to revitalize it. <laughs> nice Capo and Sandhawk. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Thermostat does only good. Yeah, I mean they they did good, <laughs> right? They they revitalize UOL, eh? NOL, NOL or UOL, NOL, yeah. NOL. Yes. Shipping, right? And, yeah. and then yeah. sold it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, last topic for today. Baba, tell us yes. what's happening here. Yes, uh, Thomasic Holding. Um, I, I think <laughs> Thomasic is still quite a big shareholder in Baba. So good for them. Uh, good for us as well, I guess. Um, yes. And our CPF money. <laughs> and our, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know, right? I think Baba is one of those things that, that we have also talked about quite a bit over the, the past year, year, year and a half, actually. It's been quite a roller coaster since we with started. them as well. Up, yeah. up, 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 then down, 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 down. Cathy <laughs> Wood yeah, did remember it, things it, there. It was crazy. When, when I was looking at it in like 2020, 2021, they were like $200 plus $300. And then they went all the way back down last year to 50-something. So they're like Zoom, you know, like they, they went down yeah. 80% or like Snapchat or something. And this is the biggest e-commerce company in China. And and this year in January they went up to like hundred ten and now they are eighty something. So yeah, it's just if you know how to trade, it's been a fantastic stock. Um, if you don't know, if you are just fundamentals focused, then then I think it's it's been a bit of a difficult ride, mm-hmm. right? And and I mean j- just looking, I mean last year or two years ago, Charlie Munger you know took a huge stake in Alibaba. Everyone said, oh, you know, this is you know, true value and all that. That's why he he's bought it. And I think he came out last week or two weeks back and said this was the worst investing mistake he's made <laughs> in his career. And he's 90 plus, right? He should have made a lot of mistakes by now. <laughs> no, he's an old, old, old person. <laughs> um, no. So, so for him to call it the biggest mistake is, is something else. And and on the flip side, you know, Michael Burry, who the guy who like shots everything, actually took a long position in Baba, right? And said, hey, oh. you know, I think this is value I bought. 
and he bought like prison companies and all that kind of stuff. But you know, so so it, it's a bit of a odd one, I would think. But yeah, just looking at their numbers, you know, it it doesn't seem that great, right? Like yeah, last year China COVID lockdowns, we, we have all heard that story, right? Um, they they managed to grow sales, so I guess that's good. Um, two percent, so. No, no. I mean, might as well don't grow, lah. Huh? Um, <laughs> net mean, they income, are still, they are still quite massive, lah. Right, in terms of yeah, net yeah. Income, but I, I mean, you, you are at, a, you're trading at a relatively high multiple, right? You're not trading at like one to one price to earnings or like five to one price to earnings, you know. Yeah. So, so and this is revenue. This, this is not even like profit. Um, net net income did they, they grow a more respectable number twelve percent? So that's great. Okay. Um, but what I found, and you know, but. You, if you look at the business sectors, it, it's kind of been a bit weird, right? Like Taobao and Tmall, which are really the Chinese e-commerce um, portions, uh, actually had lower sales, uh, like 9%, 9% down. So wow. that, that wasn't great. <laughs> um, international um, e-commerce like Lazada, um, Trendio, which I think is Turkish, were up like 20 plus percent. So, so I think that, that kind of offset it. Um, logistics, China did, did really well. They were up like twenty plus percent. You know, cloud, uh, not not so well. Up like three percent. I think the 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 whole cloud thing in in China is is a struggle, and, and it will be a struggle for a bit, right? Unlike the US and and all, I I don't think they they are particularly analogous. So so I mean, totaling that up, you know, it, it, they have certain bright spots, but it's not great, right? I mean, you, you probably think of them as they are, they are the 600-pound gorilla in the room. You know, everybody knows they are there. They are the market leader in their space. But where do they go from here? I think that that's the question. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, wow. and interestingly, they actually lost 20,000 employees in the last year. So, I mean, we, we talk a lot about like firing people and all that. But, yeah. you know, um, Microsoft... So, these guys fired or...? or yeah, fired. Okay. 20,000 people. You you wow. did not hear a headline about it, right? No, quiet, so yeah. quiet. You quiet. hear Microsoft, you hear all the tech Microsoft companies. fired ten k, like headline news all over yeah. the world <laughs> for weeks on end. These people fired twenty thousand people. Don't hear. Peep. No idea. <laughs> I mean, you probably heard a peep in like China, but we don't read Chinese news, so so you don't hear a peep. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So, oh, geez, and how's the cloud? The cloud's not growing as well. Um, yeah. I mean, three percent is growth, but not not gangbusters, lah. Right, like mm. during COVID times, you know, Amazon, Azure, from much larger bases, they're growing 50 percent year on year. This one, you are still in lockdown. You are going three percent. Hey, come on, yeah. lah. You know, what's, you are just not on? getting adoption. What's going on here? Um, I think that there's probably been a mix of things. One is well, they because they are private cloud, right? They are private entity. Apparently, there's been a bit of reluctance for state-owned enterprises to put information in a private cloud, which oh, or in a public cloud that. run by a private company, which is kind of understandable, right? Yeah. And and because of that, that, there's actually been a bigger push for state-owned, like a state-owned cloud provider, mm. right? So so China will have a SOE that they will become a cloud provider and and kind of replace Alibaba or at least service mm. all this, you know, SOEs and, and all that. So, and because of that, that, that kind of leads to a bifurcation of the Chinese market and, and it's probably not as big. Um, the, the second part is, well, you know, Chinese procurement is its own beast. They will have their own obscure processes that will need to be run. They might not actually see the benefit of cloud. 
in a sense, right? Because okay. their processes and all that don't necessarily match up to the advantages that cloud can bring, okay. right? Like, like if you need to, you know, get everything stamped and, and signed physically, like you can move everything to a cloud that, that there's very little point, right? People mm. still need to be Square there and, and then you might yeah. have a CPU have an on-prem server and then, and you can, ha- you can have very, very cheap labor to maintain your on-prem server rather than outsourcing to someone, right? Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it, it might be that because of all these issues, cloud adoption in, in China just is slow. And, and might not grow as, as quickly as, you know, the, the Western experience has been. Okay. And um, I can see here what in your notes, you have somewhere that they bought $3 billion worth of shares Oh, yeah. Shares they, so, so they've been buying back shares. Um, so they think it's going to grow? Like, what, what, what's the rationale here? Did they give anything? Uh, no, I think it's, it's partially to, to offset stock-based comp. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't really treat this as a sign that, management has such you know um confidence in their company that they'll continue buying and, and that's okay. because their pace of buying you know over the past year or so has been relatively consistent um so so it's not like oh we, we i mean they, they did announce a buyback program i think in 2021 when the stock started tanking so so they started buying then, right? Mm. But but they haven't like you know they they it's not like they bought a lot a lot at the fifty something dollar mark and then they stopped buying at hundred and fifty or hundred and twenty. Mm. Like it's it's more a consistent buyback scheme to I think take some shares of the market offset stop base com you know um just just essentially use up spare cash that they have um to to boost share price a bit and you know return some capital to shareholders. Got you, got you. Okay, so we shouldn't read too much into that, lah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and they authorized what twenty four billion of um buyback. share buybacks. They have only used mm. three, so they they can continue, you know, buying back for. Got it. So at this pace, they'll con- they can continue buying back for seven years before they need to come back and ask for more. <laughs> they really ask for a lot, <laughs> <laughs> Free rate, uh, free rate. Um, yeah. So, so with these guys, then what what's the what's the play here? Should we? Is this a good time to invest? Do you think it will go up? What's what's next? I don't know. I mean, as, as this has kind of dragged on, I've, I've kind of lost, well, not, not lost confidence a bit, but I, I think that the thesis has kind of changed slightly, right? Mm. So, you know, when in 2021, um, you could kind of see them as, well, this is growth at a, a reasonable price, right? They, they are still growth. They, they are huge. They are dominant. You know, they probably have some network effects, but they are still, you know, growing at a decent clip. So, so that's great. And, and th- their valuations were definitely not stretched, right? Even, I mean, compared to the US companies, definitely not. But even, you know, just based on history, it's relatively cheap. So, hey, you know, why, why not? Could be a semi-decent value play, right? And and then the, the crackdown started and they lost and financial and group. And then you go, hmm, okay, that, that's kind of a, a huge driver of their growth. At least, you know, then their their ownership of it was a huge driver of their profit. So that that kind of changes the story a bit. And you know, right now, I think it to for me at least, they're they're probably it's probably down to their last chance, right? Let let's see what happens, mm. you know, post COVID in the next quarter or two. And I say this because you know, it, it's the the story has changed, right? They they are still dominant. They are they are still. But it's a heavily competitive market. Um, 
you you don't really see them getting back to like you know really high margins anymore, right? They they are growing in like Turkey, which is great, but you know it, it's it's Turkey. How, yeah, but what's the, the yeah? What's the exactly? And what's and, the and how big is the market, that? right? Exactly. Um, you know, you're, you're growing in Southeast Asia again. Great, fantastic, but it pales in comparison to your Chinese market, right? Your, your Chinese market where you are dominant is you are losing a bit of that dominance. Then your, your cloud is not an engine for growth. Logistics is an engine for growth, but you are it's still kind of losing money because you're reinvesting so much into it. And it's a low margin business at the end of the day, as Amazon mm. has figured out. So, yeah. you know, even if you become the number one logistics player in Southeast Asia and, and China, so what, right? Like, like you have a you 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 will you will have a lot of revenue. You will have you control a lot of goods flow. But at the end of the day, you know, is it is it something that enhances a multiple? It will, it will enhance the revenue, enhance your profits. But you know, you you will probably be a drag on your margins and and be a drag on your multiple. So, you know, do you really want to be a logistics company? Hey, I want I want an e commerce company. You know, I want I want something mm. with high margins, right? I want something mm. tech. <laughs> if I want a logistics player, I go buy a logistics yeah. company. You know, at, at sure. logistics valuation. So, yeah. you know, I think that that's the the concern for me, right? Like whatever is driving their growth isn't really techy anymore. They they are like Amazon yeah. without AWS. Yeah. <laughs> um, in, in which okay. case, might as well go buy Amazon, lah. You know. Yeah. So so I so think other that, options that is, out there. Yeah. Yeah, there, there are other options out there. Or, or you might as well be a go pure play e-commerce and do what Ping Toto, although Ping, Ping Toto has like died now in China. Right? Or, or you go to like C, which yeah, C group, which we haven't talked about mm. in a bit. Um which, yes, which kind yes. of shows how, how out of favor they've fallen. Um yeah. but you know, I, I think that it, it's things like that, right? Like you want e-commerce that there's other options available now, you know. They are not really growing. There are other people who grow faster. Um, they they seem to be losing a bit of dominance. What what's the advantage that they have that can sustain them through the downturn into the next? I don't see that much of it, right? And is there going to be like re- revenge spending and you know boost Amazon up? Eh, sorry, boost Alibaba. Up? Well, no, right? I mean, e-commerce spiked during COVID and kind of came back down the trend after. You know, so I mean, China is probably different because they have so much better e-commerce penetration. They they know how to do e-commerce a lot better. So maybe that that is different. But at the end of the day, like you know, you you really don't don't see the end of COVID lockdown boosting their growth by that much. So I think to me is like. I mean, I already own it, so fine. I, I don't mind holding it for a bit more to see what happens. Yeah. But if you don't, you, you really have to think very carefully. Anyone to buy, you really have to think very carefully about what your thesis for this company is. Like, are they going to grow? Why do you want this? <laughs> no. You are taking on yeah. all these other risks for, for what, right? Yes. And, and at the same time, you have to talk about the opportunity cost, like what we said, right? There's Amazon. Yeah. There's a few other, other companies out there that could be much better use for, for your investment. Yeah, or, or, or even if, if your thesis is, you know, the, the rising middle class of China increasing volumes and, and therefore profits, go ahead and buy an index, right? You, you, you kind of get exposed to the same, because they're already so big, you kind of get exposed to the same you know, effect and the same size of effect without having to take on all the risks of, or, you know, Jack Ma going and offend company. somebody again. Yeah, 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 yeah. fair enough. Cool. Thanks so much for that, Anthony. That was a good one. Um, a little close to home at China, I guess, but 
Coconuts, yes. as mentioned, if you want us to do a bit more local, a bit more boring stuff, as uh, I like to call it, and for Anthony, interesting. Um, <laughs> Everything is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> we can definitely, I mean, look, we can definitely I bring that up. I thought pots are super interesting. Why, why is nobody interested in pots? <laughs> <laughs> I saw the news today, but the UN is trying to borrow a super tanker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What was that about? I saw the headline. Yeah, so apparently there's this ship stuck off Namibia, I think, in India. Uh, sorry, in Africa. In Africa. Um, yeah, which has like a hundred bar- no, million? I, I can't remember the number. A lot of crude oil on it. And because of a coup there, you know, nobody has been able to rescue that ship. And, and it's rotting, so it has no power. And people are, and, you know, oh, within wow. a year or so, people are expecting everything to the whole ship to collapse and all the oil to be released into the sea which is obviously a oh, disaster no. and and that would be like I think two or three times the size of the oil, the BP oil spill five, six years ago which was like the worst disaster ever so now the UN is like hey guys I need a ship right like literally mm. set, set the ship over um, yeah, pick let me oil. take all this crude oil off the ship the, the the insurgents agreed to, to that. Um, oh, sorry. They, they couldn't really deal with the insurgents because they were terrorists, so you know, subject to sanctions. Um, <laughs> so it's just a layer of complexity. So, so it's just a mess all around. And people are going, well, we, we don't have ship to land you. Right? Literally, um, shipping Jeez. rates now are, are really stretched because of Ukraine. We, we, we have lost a, a very key shipping route. Everybody has to go further. So we, we don't have ship to land. Mm-hmm. I, I apologize. Or, or we can lend you a ship, but it will be so expensive that you know um, you can't afford it. Yeah. So, so that's the gist of it. Fun, right? Wow. See, we should talk about ships and ports and all that more. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and like piracy. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, well, thanks so much again, coconuts. That was a good um, anecdote there from Anthony. We'll see how that unravels. All right. Until yeah. then, we'll see you guys next it's week. Six last time. All right, see you. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode with me, Rakesh, and trust that you learned something today. If you enjoyed the session and want to be part of the banter, join our community Telegram group or follow us on social media. We also have a weekly newsletter to get a digest of the news we covered. To sign up, please click the description below. As always, we love your feedback. So share that with us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. Thanks and stay safe. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.